Welcome to the Relationship Diversity Podcast, where we celebrate, question, and explore all aspects of relationship structure diversity, from soloamory to monogamy to polyamory and everything in between, because every relationship is as unique as you are. We'll bust through societal programming to break open and dissect everything we thought we knew about relationships, to ask the challenging but transformational questions, who am I and what do I really want in my relationships? I'm your guide, Carrie Jaroslow, best-selling author, speaker, intuitive, and coach. Join me as we reimagine all that our most intimate relationships can become. My first husband, Matthew, was a clairvoyant psychic healer. He studied at the Berkeley Psychic Institute back in the early 1990s. The first time I met him was over the phone. A friend of mine connected us because I wanted to experience a psychic reading. When I got on the phone with him for the first time, I was nervous. My body was literally shaking because I'd never had a psychic reading and I didn't know what to expect. He asked me to say my name three times. And after the third time, he said this, Oh, hello, I see you now. I instantly felt a sense of calm and peace come over me. I felt as though he was saying hello to the very core of who I was. After the hello, he proceeded to tell me all kinds of things about myself and my life that he could never have known. I barely spoke as he told me about my stepbrother who had died when I was 16 and another friend who passed at 19 years old. It was a good thing we were on the phone with each other because my jaw was hanging in awe for most of the three-hour call. And over the course of the next year, we connected several times for a reading and began a friendship that led to a romance, that led to an engagement, that led to our marriage. In our six-year marriage, we had an amazing friendship. We could talk for hours about all things mystical and spiritual. But when it came to talking about our emotions and feelings, about our life and our relationship, we struggled a lot. We both had been doing our inner work for years, but had some deeply unresolved wounds. One of my wounds that contributed to our dysfunctional communication was the subconscious belief that my thoughts and feelings weren't important. After years of exploration, I found that this came from one unintentional moment at 13 years old when my dad had dismissed a comment I made. From that moment on, my communication style could best be described as passive-aggressive. This came into all my relationships and reared its ugly head during my first marriage. I would show Matthew that I was upset without directly saying anything. I wanted him to read my mind. He should know, right? He's psychic. But this was incredibly unrealistic and completely disempowered me. He would say to me, I know I'm psychic, but I'm not all-knowing. When I'm deep in my stuff and triggered by you, it's almost as if I'm blind. And I'm not always in a reading space, which is what he would call the trance he went in when he worked. But I didn't know how to express how I felt. I had never learned how. Coupled with the belief that my feelings and thoughts weren't important, our inability to communicate directly and compassionately became a ticking time bomb that eventually contributed to the end of our marriage. 
My divorce was the catalyst of my three-month healing intensive, where I became aware of my wounds, excavated them from my subconscious, and reprogrammed them with the help of my very skilled energy healer. And this led me to my next relationship with a very different kind of man, very different than anyone I had ever been with. Like me, he was on his own deep inner journey. And we started a very enlightening 18-month relationship, which when in hindsight was focused on communication, this one important skill I still needed to learn to call in my dream partner. This new guy had repeatedly cheated on his wife of 25 years. And before dressing my wounds, this would have completely repelled me in and of itself. But there was a connection between us that I couldn't ignore. And I was given the opportunity to come to the relationship in a different way, communicating my needs, thoughts, and desires openly and honestly. With all the deep healing work, I had the programming now that my feelings were important and valid, but I still needed to learn how to get the words out of my mouth and express them to my boyfriend. At first, my communication felt sloppy and awkward, but eventually it became easier the more I did it and the more he met me in a listening space. As the 18 months progressed, I had plenty of practice, especially because we were in a non-monogamous relationship. This decision to keep our relationship open was my choice and suggestion. What was more important than monogamy was honesty and transparency. And I got that from him and he from me. This empowering experience and the necessary communication it required changed my relationships from that point on. I never expected my boyfriend to read my mind and knew that it was my responsibility to share and educate him about what was going on within me. So I'm curious, have you ever thought, he should just know how I feel? Or why do I have to tell her how I feel or what I want? She should just know me by now. The truth is no one lives in your mind. And most times others are so immersed in their own thoughts that they don't know what's going on with another person, even if they may feel like something's off. They may try to figure out what's wrong, but they end up interpreting your actions through their own filters, their subconscious beliefs and past experiences. Then, when you assume that someone knows what you're feeling or thinking and they're not responding or acting like you want them to, you start to filter it through your own wounded beliefs and a cycle of unspoken anger and resentment grows bigger and stronger. The initial experiences get buried under a massive pile of unresolved, unexpressed hurt that can't be sorted out without the help of a therapist or a coach. And many times the wounding is so deep that the only answer is to end the relationship. We're not taught how to communicate. Many of us grew up seeing dysfunctional communication being modeled from our parents or guardians or through movies or television. I believe there should be as many required classes on compassionate direct communication as there are English and math. We're left to figure it out on our own, many times just avoiding it altogether. 
The ability to communicate and express ourselves is an essential part of every single relationship we have. I see communication as an education process. I educate someone about who I am, what I'm feeling, and what my needs are. When I released the expectation of my partner being a mind reader and instead took responsibility for teaching through my words what's really going on with me, I began to get my needs met. I felt more heard and seen. So if you're struggling because you just wish your partner could read your mind, here are five steps that may help you move from expecting the other person to just know who you are to speaking your truth with compassionate directness. Step number one, become aware of how you communicate. Awareness is everything. You can't make changes within yourself if you don't take on a stock of where you are. When I realized that I communicated passive-aggressively and owned it, I could see how it disempowered me, leaving my needs and desires to be interpreted by my husband who was seeing my actions through his own wounded filters. And this was the first step in shifting the way I communicated. Okay, step two, take assumptions out of the equation. Assuming that my husband should just know how I was feeling, especially because he was a psychic, was really damaging to our relationship. It caused so much anger within me that grew and grew until it developed into unresolved resentment. I felt unseen, unheard, and unimportant. When in reality, he didn't know what was going on within me. In my current relationships, I do my best not to assume they know what's going on within me, and I don't assume that I know what's going on with them. If they do something that triggers me, I try my best to understand what they meant by what they did or said. I express how I interpreted their actions and ask them if that's what they really meant. More times than not, I've found that I'm not 100% accurate and sometimes not even 50% accurate. And through understanding, we come to more resolution. Step three is choose another way. This is an important step that I feel is left out a lot. We have to want to change, grow, and evolve. We have to want another experience. And then we have to choose it consciously. Even just saying this to yourself will help to guide the energy when it feels challenging and you feel scared. Changing anything that's been ingrained in our psyches requires thoughtful choice, especially when it involves a level of vulnerability with another person. Step four, use communication as compassionate education. I talked about this a little bit before. It's up to you to educate and share who you are with your partner or any close relationship for that matter. This starts with you knowing what your desires, feelings, and thoughts are. And this is a lifelong process because we're always evolving. And it's why I am such a huge advocate of cultivating the relationship with self first and foremost. So when you get to the place where you know what you want, the next part is knowing how to communicate it. 
that's just as important. What are the words? What are the tones that you use to express this to the other person? So it's very different to say, why did you use tomatoes in the salad? You should know that I hate tomatoes. They make me feel sick. So that, or I wanted to share something with you. I realize that you may not know this or remember this, but I don't really like tomatoes. I hate them, in fact. They make me feel sick. So when you put tomatoes on the salad, I feel like I'm not important. Do you understand what I'm saying? This way of communicating may seem like so much work, but remember, you've communicated the same way for most of your life, and you're trying something new. It may feel clunky, but stick with it. A great way to begin this new communication process is to say something like this to your partner. I want to find a different way of communicating my feelings so that you can know without a doubt how I'm feeling. Would you be open to doing the same? And step five, ask questions. Always ask questions. Instead of assuming, ask questions and then really listen. So preface your questions with, I just really want to understand how you're feeling or what you meant by what you said. Ask your partner to do the same. And if they get triggered by something you said, encourage them to find out more about what you really meant. Vulnerably share what's going on underneath the surface. So all of these steps help to set you on a path of finding more meaning in your connections, feeling heard, understood, and acknowledged. And at the end of the day, if we take away all the noise, all of the external ways things appear on the surface, being seen and honored is most of the time what we really, truly want and need. Just like that little hello Matthew gave me the first time we talked. Be compassionate with yourself. Bring compassion to your conversations. And as always, stay curious. Thanks so much for listening to the Relationship Diversity Podcast. Want to learn more about relationship diversity? I've got a free guide I'd love to send you. Go to www.relationshipdiversitypodcast.com to get yours sent right to you. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast. You being here and participating in the conversation about relationship diversity is what helps us create a space of inclusivity and acceptance together. The more comfortable and normal it is to acknowledge the vast and varied relating we all do, the faster we'll shift to a paradigm of conscious, intentional, and diverse relationships. New episodes are released every Thursday. Stay connected with me through my website, carriejarislow.com, Instagram, or TikTok. Stay curious. Every relationship is as unique as you are. wondering why you never seem to find lasting fulfillment in your relationships? Or do you create the same kinds of relationship experiences over and over again? Can you never seem to find even one person who you want to explore a relationship with? Have you just given up hope altogether? If this sounds like you, my recent book, Why Do They Always Break Up With Me, is the perfect place to start. 
The foundation of any relationship, whether intimate or not, is the relationship we have with ourselves. In the book, I lead you through eight clear steps to start or continue your self-exploration journey. You'll learn about the importance of self-acceptance, gratitude, belief shifting, and forgiveness, and given exercises to experience these life-changing concepts. This is the process I use to shift my relationships from continual heartbreak to what they are now, fulfilling, soul-nourishing, compassionate, and loving. It is possible for you. This book can set you on a path to get there. Currently available through Amazon or through the link in the show notes.